welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are gentlemen to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best but the views are amazing i am your moderator b jones and we down one tonight shout out sir fresh but we gonna hold it down for you brother DJ, what's happening man all good baby i, I see art throwing the use up man we getting excited football season coming around man all the uh the game coming up in a couple weeks just mentally preparing man Hope y'all have a great time down there. Yeah, man, it's gonna be good. it's gonna be a good time. As long as COVID stays, but what it need to do and not go up crazy, it's gonna be a good time. <laughs> y'all hitting tailgates? We we can say that. Let me get through the introduction first. <laughs> to be determined. <laughs> All right, what's going on, man? Good, good. I um, good week. Well, it's been like like two weeks now. Two weeks so. I've been on a podcast, we did the live, which is great. I popped on the live. Hopefully, everyone watched that. Um, but before we go further, if you haven't done so yet, give us a like, subscribe to us. If you watch it for the first time or for the hundredth time, please subscribe, share it. We're trying to grow to a thousand subscribers on our YouTube channel. So if you are listening to this or watching on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe, watch us grow, grow with us, and uh, we'll do more things. Um, but it's been a really, really cool week. I, I, yeah, not much has happened. Just getting ready for this game that's coming up soon. And my, my wish is not to destroy Alabama. I just want to go down to the fourth quarter, kick a field goal, and destroy their entire season from that one kick. That's all I ask. I don't want anything big to happen. I want it to be a tough game by three points. That's it. I think they can. I think Alabama can survive one loss. I think if anything, we'll uh, be shot to the top of the charts <laughs> if that were to happen. <laughs> but anyway, Coach K, what's happening, man? Uh, I, I just want to disagree with Faison out the gate. He was a murderer. You got to hold on to it. You got to keep the dream alive. Which dream? The one he talked about, about keeping the game close and, you know, that's winning not what by I'm talking field. About. That's, not, that's not what I want to disagree with. Oh, okay. okay. I, you know, I, I definitely – nothing but optimism. There's no room for negative negativity around here when it comes to our chances in that game. Mm-hmm. It was. Not at all. Um, no, I want to disagree. We do not want 1,000 subscribers. We want about 5,000 subscribers. So, just putting it out there. That's true. Um, Yes, yes, we want 5,000 subscribers. I, I'm not even going to play with that little number. Uh, 5,000. All oh, right. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, absolutely. 5,000. You know, that's, that, that's, that's my baby step. Uh, let's, let's get to 5,000. So, y'all, please start sharing, 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 even if they're incarcerated. Share. It's good, yes. good, good <laughs> messages, good themes. Yes. Good stuff, man. They got cell phones in there. They can listen. So yep. subscribe they got to the podcast. Cell phones, internet. Yeah, all that good stuff. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm good. Otherwise, man, you know, as usual, change, change, change. So the only you know. constant in life. The only constant in life. Y- yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Hi. while y'all at the liking and the subscribing, don't stop at YouTube, man. Make sure you get on the Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram at 134, please. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you listen to just, you know, make sure you share, like, comment, all of the above so we can keep the podcast rolling, get that content out there that you love to hear each and every week we throw this thing together. Yeah. Yes, sir. Easy, easy, easy. So first things first, man, I finally hit the milestone 35 last week, last yes, week, man. It was an excellent weekend, spending time with the family. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I think I'm starting to, 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 to kind of feel it. You know, Art threw me out there with the, you know, happy birthday young fella thing or whatnot. But, um, you know, 35 feels 
a, a little bit different than than 30 and 32 and even 34 uh, physically. But I, I'm all right with that because I'm thankful for the uh, the arrival. I feel like mentally, um, you know, I feel like I've reached a not a I've reached a landing, um, not the landing, but I've reached a, a, a goal, I should say. Um, with my uh, wisdom, I'm I'm starting to, to put things together. I feel like and feel like um you know command some a, a little bit of respect amongst the old heads uh, like like you all here on the podcast. <laughs> Is there an option to kick people off? Can you kick people out? I can. <laughs> I can. <laughs> Waiting room, no problem. <laughs> got you. Got you. All right. Uh, that's great, man. Listen, I, I I think I don't even know if I sent you happy birthday, man. So happy belated. My bad. I think you did. You didn't, man. You didn't. Did. You suck. Yeah. Don't worry I didn't. about it. Oh, you were no. looking for it? It's terrible. I just didn't see it. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Um, yeah, we probably should have shot it out on the live. What day was it? It was last what? It was uh, Friday. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably should have shot it out on the we live. Did, we did everything early, and then life yeah. hit us in the face. Yeah. Right. As these things tend to happen. But it's all good, though, man. It's all good, though. I'm thankful for the past year. Thankful for, like, family and everything. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things. After reflecting on, like, 34, going into 35, uh, I really want to put a, a large emphasis on family, not just because we have, you know, Sonny, you know, the new addition. But I just think it's really, really important just given the times and the space that I'm in. Like I said, I feel like I've arrived and I think I have a lot to give from the experiences up to this point to help, you know, younger siblings, people in general. Um, so, you know, and it don't start, stop with just the immediate family, you know, the household, man, extended family, you know, very thankful for you guys. So, I mean, it, that's that's really the focus, man. I think I spent a lot of time in that year 34, um, focused on knowledge and awareness, like self-awareness, um, and really putting, pouring into my bag myself. And now it's time to, you know, really share that and, and achieve some other things. You know, that's, that's on the list. So you know, it's all good. That's good stuff. It does hit you though. It, I'm not sure if it was 35 for me or 34 or what number, but it does hit you. And then it's going to come again. Um, Probably 38 and 39 is going to be that next, the next level of, okay, this is what the flow is. And then 40 comes and 40's like, oh, it's 40. Yay. And 41 comes and 41's like, okay, let's refocus <laughs> because 40 is a celebration. And 41 for me right now is the, all right, how am I, what's happening? What are we doing here? How am I taking care of the boys? What's going on? What's the plan of action uh, for that? So we'll see. Uh, that's my that's that's where I am right now because living in 41 is where I am. So I can only speak from the experience and knowledge that I have till this point. I miss you, Mike D. <laughs> you gotta come from that standpoint, man. That's your mantle now. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man. You, you shoulder that you shoulder that conversation. <laughs> Yeah, and I just want to laugh at y'all. That's all I want to do. Wanna... <laughs> like, what, what are y'all talking about? Listen, we, we are living, we are, we see, I guess I got the advantage to see, see you do things, go through things, see this. So it's, it makes it easier to, to see 40, but see 40 in different light, 41 in different light than I, I saw it before um, and look at their surroundings. So enjoy 35. I, I, I will tell you that, enjoy it. Um, the 30s moves very quickly, uh, and then you're then you're like out of it. So um, just have fun with it. Do what you're doing. Make sure you take care of things that are important to you. Um, they say the power moves have to happen between 35 and 45. So anything so, power moves. So I got a different perspective on all this, of course, as y'all expected. Yeah. But um, it's hard to really say because the world changes. That's true. Right. So what was happening to us at 35 through 40 is totally different with what the world's going to be for you 
35 through 40. True. That's fair. Uh, you know, there's different complexities. There's some things that become simplicities. Mm-hmm. And you, you got to adjust. So uh, we can tell you anything we want. That doesn't mean that you're going to be prepared. Uh, it might mean that you have it in your in your bag of tricks mm-hmm. that you could use and you can implement. But that's the beauty of it. I think this age span that we have here and the fact that we are able to bounce stuff off each other, come to each other conversations, like conversations we have here and on and off air. Right. Like when it comes down to it, like you have that different perspective and it may not be the same situation, but because you can bounce stuff off, you can have the conversation, you can go a little bit deeper, you can get the perspective of others. It just sets you up for possibly being in a better advantage of entering a situation. Again, it doesn't always dictate it. But again, just being able to have that open line of communication with each other, amongst each other, is a blessing, man. Yo, Sean, anyone listening right now, uh, What's your thoughts? Like it's, it's important. I always we always leave. Uh, we always ask our listeners, um, the thirteenth floor mates, to uh, to join in. So drop some stuff in here. What's your thing? Some random comments about whatever your 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 current status at where you are. You don't got to say your age. You don't want to, but drop some knowledge in there that we can share. And speaking of sharing, you know, one of the things that we want to get into tonight. Uh, to get some perspectives and I'm a pastor, the, I guess you got to bear this mantle, uh, BJ, is mm-hmm. the parenting aspect <laughs> that comes along with this. You know, all of us here child, uh, have children, uh, various ages and everything, and, and it changes day to day, year to year, you know, uh, Art, you know, he probably got some things that he wants to get into with, <laughs> if eyes could talk, uh, Nambi <laughs> mm. and Arenze. Uh, but definitely want to to share that perspective and get get your uh, well. All right, we're gonna let you expound on on your situation, and then we're gonna let the conversation flow from there. All right, so let's let's jump right into this thing. So uh, my oldest Namdi is five right now, and he's in this mindset. I feel like he's going into his teenage years and his adolescence. Everything is um, emotional. Everything is you don't like me new school, I gotta perform, I need to get my 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 E's because okay the scale the scale is E S something and I. So he's in kindergarten. So you know not really really school but not not school yet. Um so everything now is just about learning how to go from you know being in Montessori school which was do your own thing, learn at your own pace, you gotta go bathroom, <laughs> do your thing, you know you gotta go do this, you do your projects, you can talk, it's all good. To now I'm going to a structure where it's like, no, 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 raise your hand if you want to talk. Raise your hand if you want to go to the bathroom. You know, we're all talking now, you know. So he's struggling with that. And he's the one child that loves everyone to love him. If he's not liked in the room, then oh, the world is going to, to fall, the sky is falling, everything's bad. Um, but I don't know if you went through this at five, because I feel like it literally just happened when school started. Like it wasn't like it was having over summer. School started and within the first time he got an S, which is a second grade down. And then he got a two and a four. He came home was like, no one likes me. This is the worst. And every night now it's, it's mommy, daddy, you don't like me. Da, da, da. I'm like, no, that's not, don't say that. We do, we love you. So I don't know if that happened with the twins uh, at five. Uh, or what, what What was it like at five? What, what, what should I expect from five to six? Hey, man, before he answers that with, you know, some real, like, you know, wisdom and whatnot, you might not want to have him come over my house for a little while there, chief. Because yep. that, cause that, that, that whole, you don't like me, I'd be like, I sure don't. But I, <laughs> but I love you, though. <laughs> but I love you though. Right, but I love you. And, and I don't that, like you, but I love you. That whole thing where yeah, just immediately just like watered up. You, you guys don't like come on, man. You can't, that's not what it is. So yeah. Yeah. One thing, hold on, BJ, before you jump in with the wisdom. What what is the sign of your son? What's his zodiac? Taurus. Okay. Emotional. Emotional, right. emotional and, and mean sometimes. Just leads, sometimes leads with the emotion, I believe, right? Yes, 100%. He was three, two days from being a Gemini. Two days. 
He'd be I don't fine. know if you went on either one of those sides. No, so I mean, he'd be fine with Jamal. He'd be emotional, but he'd be okay. That Taurus, oh, they hold it. They hold it, and they just – everything everything's in their heart. You get the horns. <laughs> so, uh, please, oh, oh, almighty oh, leader of our of our, um, our family. Of fatherhood. Yes, fatherhood, please. <laughs> so, the first thing is that, first thing, I, I have no idea about the whole horoscope thing. I, that's not in my realm. I don't even – Think about it as so I, I I don't even know what anybody other date is telling me. Besides, if you tell me, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna think about it. So I know I'm a Capricorn. I have no idea what that means. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that, and I only because people told me that over the years. But going back to the statement, it was there. Um, first things first, man. Like five is one of those transitions, especially going to school is one of those transition days. So emotional, does it happen at five years old? It's gonna happen sooner or later in most cases, right? Um, but I think don't focus on the age, focus on the transition of environment. Okay. That, that's the trigger right now with it, what I'm hearing from what's going on there, because that, that stretch from a Montessori environment to a traditional, um, we call it standard classroom is hard, especially for a kid who is active, who has that sense of self-sustainability, right? And classroom does it on their own, whatever. To go from that to I have to sit down and raise my hand and be like, that's tough for a kid to like, but why? Mm-hmm. But why? Why is it like this? Why does it have to be like, because I don't know this. Like, this right. is new. And now they're trying to fit him in that box. And that's part of the problem with our public education. Education is a period. I can't even say public, right? That's part of with that. Because the whole idea is that, you know, you need to fit in this box and raise your hand and sit down and I'll tell you when to go to the bathroom. I'll tell you when you can do this. We're going to. And some of it I get, you have to teach certain skills, be patient, stuff like that. But also, have you guys, the cool one question is, have you guys had the conversation with the teacher about, he's from a Montessori program, and the, that's the stuff that he do. So the teacher needs to be understanding as well. Like, this is not that this child is, is misbehaving or doesn't want to follow rules. They have not been colonized. I use that word right now. For the into the education system, it's it, you're right. It is like colonization because he goes from right. the mindset of being able to be free and, and do his own thing. And yes, we did tell we did tell um, her teacher who she's a mate. She's great. Like he comes home, talk about her, how great she is, how, okay. how awesome this school is. Like that's that's that. But it is a challenge because this is a Christian school, very strict. Everything's down to the the, the I's and T's. So yeah, it is a it is a dramatic change for them. But when he sh- when she says he does leading of the class, hundred percent great. Like he can go out there in front of the class, lead the class, do everything for them, recites things need to be recited without question, goes for it all because he just grabs it. He's super smart and he can see it. But when it comes to just sitting there and being quiet or sitting there on this time, like lunchtime, don't talk, just eat your food, game over. Because that's not. It's like it's me taking five you year old to sit down and eat lunch and not talk. But it's any, any five-year-old, but especially if I who's coming from a Montessori background, that's uh-huh. that's unheard of. That like, yeah, they don't do that. Right. right. The thing in the Montessori room is your freedom, your ability to move around and do your yeah. choice, your your ability to do stuff. So. Right. That's really what a except the early stages of reading, that's really what a classroom should be. They should be able to explore, to find things and do so. Should there be some structure there? Yes, there has to be some type of control of classroom. Right. We, we need ways to, to get each other's attention, to do stuff, whatever. But to just say, you're going to sit here all day and do this, that's the old school thinking. That's why part of the reason why the system is broken right now. Um, our kids don't learn like that. What's happening we, over there with UK? What's going on with Asher? Um... Well, remember he's been out of the Montessori for yeah. a minute. Uh huh. So he's right? adapting fine. Yeah. So that sit down, you got to spend this time at your workstation, do your thing. He, he's he's good with it. At the same and, time, Asher's also very. I I'm good. Like I don't need you guys. I can do my own thing and be. Yep. Which is why oh, I think so. Renze is going to be fine because Renze is that person. He's like I'm good. Like, I mean, he brings home all ease. He's literally the quiet kid. He sits in the back, does his thing. No worries. Nandi has to be 
the showstopper of the group. And not even the clown. But that right there, that right there about the all ease, like that's another thing of conditioning, right? Yes. Like you're told that you're not good. It, it may seem you're not good unless you get all ease across the board. I, that's just, that's just, it is what it is. And that's the wrong mentality set for kids, right? Where is each kid at emotionally, academically, physically? Like, cause even physically, I bet one of the, the crazy things, right? If you, if you, if you guys have not, take five minutes in one day and just kind of like watch the kids. Look how awkward kids are now today. And I say that out of all love because most kids at the early ages are not outside running, jumping, climbing trees and doing stuff like we were outside all play. They're, they're awkward physically mm-hmm. because they, this, the um, hand-eye coordination, all this stuff is just not there. Like you have your special cases, yeah. but amongst the whole group, it's missing. And again, I go back, I was watching some kids um, in a school before and I'm just looking like they were, they were walking down the hallway and the teacher was trying to do stuff like hop on one foot. Like this is the key stuff to keep her entertained while they're waiting for the bathroom or something like that. And like, it was so awkward. And like, I remember like in preschool, like walking on the balance beam and jumping rope and doing all these things, kicking a ball. Like those, those skills are not really part of the curriculum anymore. Crazy. So kids nowadays are not, they don't have that stuff. Right. And we had that. That was with intention, right? It wasn't just to have you out there trying to go across a balance beam or, you know, climb a rope, you know, do the shuttle run. All of those things were with intention. Right. It wasn't just trying to see, okay, well, who's an athlete? No, it was trying to improve your 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 uh, coordination, your connection between the brain and your body. Um, and, and we've lost that to a degree. We have to go seek that on our own. Watch but, how kids hold a pencil nowadays. Oh, listen! If if, 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 if you something something that scares you, like if you ever in any school and anybody looks in this, I, I urge you this year as your kids start doing homework, whatever, just step back, watch how kids hold a pencil, and see, watch their grip, watch the struggle they they have, kids have with it of all ages. Yeah, that's the one thing that I think Montessori did well. They were learning how to write since like they were two. So they've been, they've been holding chopsticks and so forth, and they had that skill set and doing cursive writing at in mm, school. So they have cursive that. Uh, yeah, cursive's dead, and a lot, a lot of places it's not even used anymore. But it's, it was a great thing. So yeah, you're right though. It is that is a very thing people can't they can't hold pencils properly. They can't write with pens or markers or even crayons. You see them drawing. The way they do it is is more well, like right because nowadays in, in the schools, you know what I'm saying. Uh, you get a tablet. You get a tablet. You know what I mean? It's just like if you write, you write with your fingers. Wrong. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Uh, what I will say is, like, the only thing with Asher is he's just like, yeah, I don't like that. Um, we don't get to take a nap anymore. We we still get naps. <laughs> get naps. At, um, at in, in kindergarten. Oh, really? In kindergarten? Yes. Kindergarten? Yeah. No. Oh well. We no. Get, they get them there. They get them for um. They get it for forty. From At two o'clock to two thirty, they get next. Namdi does. Yep. Is that the end of the day? Like the wrap yeah. up of the day? Yeah, yeah, end of the day. End the big so, care. Mm-mm. Oh, so please. yeah, don't, don't give them no nap right before I pick them up. I'm good on that. <laughs> no, there's no way. After care until, until five o'clock, he can burn some more energy out before he gets to me. In the garden, no nap time's over for a while. Oh, so naps over. Okay, so mm-hmm. public school takes naps out in kindergarten. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, question: Are how um how long has he been in this school? Like, when did they start? They started school on August the. Uh, don't have me lie to you. It's probably been two uh, weeks ago. Two and a half weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. Uh, two weeks. yeah th- this is the half week. So yeah, two weeks and a half. Mm-hmm. In that amount of time, what's the plan so that Namdi? And stay Namdi, but still try to you know get along with the with, with the requirements of the school. What we've been doing is just trying when he gets home, um, let him still do his thing. So he gets home, he gets to you know help out around the house, uh, his normal things, still go outside and play, do his leading things he has home. 
um, but then try to balance in what he's learning in school and make it fun for him. So bringing back the ability to show us what he did, teach Renze what's happening so he get to show that to his little brother. Um, and then just still play around. We still make sure that when they get home, they have dinner, they have um, homework time, play time, then, then nighttime or night time. So schedule is still the same. And yeah, just keeping him positive and letting him know that it's okay to, to not get that, that either one time, but succeed and try to do your best, be the best student. But I coincide that with he's Nigerian. So the example is E is, e is it. If there's no E, is nothing. So he has that being beaten to his head too. And he has to be successful. So it's a very fine line I got to balance because he has to be like, yeah, it, the, the, the number one class is a requirement. Um, from uh, his his mom and his grand his uh, grandparents, so yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough to bounce up. But listen, he he will still be choose words smiley. carefully, right? Yeah, um, he will still be the, the smiley, cheery kid um, when it comes to to that. But it's gonna have to be during break time and recess, and when school starts, he has to be. I actually told him this is what I said to him. I said. When you're in class, people are wanting to talk to you. And he goes, yes, they want to talk to me. They're my friends. They talk to me. I said, but do you want to talk to them? He goes, no, I don't want to. I want to learn in school. I want to learn what's being taught. I said, well, instead of you talking to them, just tell them, shake your hand and say no, and focus on the teacher. Because he has that attraction that people want. He brings that energy of talk to me, have fun with me, play with me. Um, but then they're going to want to being, he'll be the one to get called out because he also is very loud. It's a very loud voice. So he's going to talk over everyone else. Um, so yeah, it's going to be diverse, What's the diversity of the classroom? It's, um, his teacher is white. His, um, his classmates, it's a nice mix. It's a nice mix okay. of classmates. It's probably, I think he, I, I saw three or three to five, um, white Caucasian kids. Um, there's three Nigerians in this class I know of so far of. There's a couple of just the regular black Americans. There's a couple of Spanish kids. I think it's maybe one or two Asians in there. Um, and then the, the levels of, of income are all replaced. There's, um, I've seen Porsches in Forest class. I've seen Teslas. I've seen, you know, my FJ Cruiser goes through and some regular cars. So you got a mixture of all kinds of people going here. And the class starting six is 13 strong, I think. So. And that, and that, again, that question for anybody listening is not because it's a black and white thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's a, where, what does a school cater to? What crowd does a school cater to? Um, and, and at that point in time, then what does the teacher, what is their preference, if you will? Mm -hmm. um, who do you teach to? Do you right. teach to the individual student or do you teach to the middle of the road? Or do you only teach to the high? So that, that there's, a, there's a, a wide range there, right? And it, it could be any of the two or a mixture of everything. But when you think about it, or what's going on in that classroom, it really is really, he needs to be himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, are there guidelines and things? But there's other things. So again, if it's sitting down, when it's time to sit down, or whatever, maybe when it's work, and again, it's not a, and don't let them push you into a hyperactivity thing, oh, right, type right, diagnosis yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, don't, because no, uh, that's just his personality, move right. around stuff. Like they should be doing a whole bunch of stuff. Like if there's anything, like when it's work time, let him stand up and do his work. Right. Give him um. I mean, if you got to do it yourself, man, one of those swivel seats to sit down and do. I mean, that may do something in the classroom because he's only one. But yeah. But there's there's many different things. Even those fidget spinners, uh, mm -hmm. fidget things to do. They're not. They were designed for a certain thing. But for a lot of people who just need to have that energy focused and then they, and mm -hmm. distraction, it works wonders. Right. He, there's many different things there. He busts the problem is that he busts through his work so quickly too. So, so he's the the boys. I was about to ask that. How is he? He's bored, and he's, he's not. Bored, right. mm -hmm. It's not the the pace is not for him. Exactly. So again, that also tells me it's not individualized to let him flourish in the environment and challenge him. Yeah, not yet. I, I think well, the school the academic academic rigor at this school is is extremely hard. Um, but we're only in the beginning of the process for it, and she said it's about to get serious. So I think with that challenge coming, it's going to make it more of a more of a fun focusing. Um, but right now, he's already done everything that's being taught now. He's he's already mastered that literally. Um, so it's kind of like, okay, yeah, sure. I believe Asher probably in that same boat too. Yeah, mm -hmm. pretty much. They're talking about they're working on drawing the letter T. Right. <laughs> what? The letter T. Yeah. 
What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. So, BJ, you alluded to a lot of the things. Because when I asked the question, like, about the um, what the plan was to help Nandi be Nandi and still be successful, that's what I'm looking for, like, on the school side. Because Nandi spends, what, eight, ten hours there between you know, before, maybe, before care, after care, and then instructional time? Eight to six. Eight, eight to five, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's like they spend the majority of their day there. And, you know, he sees this one teacher, but he he's not able so he's still trying to figure you know the way you know his way in this this environment and without that teacher giving him some of the individualized attention that he needs you know he's just left out there to swim with no you know life vest or whatnot and so some of those things that you know bj highlighted because he's an educator that you know cares Mm -hmm. is some of the stuff that you know we kind of you know need to make sure it's emphasized, you know, with our children, because otherwise, you know, we don't always know everything that's going on. And, you know, we ran into a situation where Nia gets, you know, behind from third, fourth grade or whatever, because we didn't know all of what was going on until it became a, you know, stay at home type of situation. And we can really get, you know, good rapport. So, you know, I really, you know, I'm keen on that to, you know, make sure that he's able our children in general, you know, are able to, you know, be developed in the ways that best fit, you know, them. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you, well, Kay, you going to jump in? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not going to forget mine. Go ahead. Okay. Well, the other thing I want to ask you, um, because I heard you say, you know, it's like, because he's Nigerian, you know, it's, it's E or nothing. Right. <clears throat> and that's great. You know what I'm saying? Shoot for the stars or whatever. But I wonder about the amount of pressure, especially at an early age, mm-hmm. that's placed upon, you know, the child and seeing, you know, I think we talked about, you know, watching the Olympics on the podcast or maybe outside of the podcast. But I look at um, Gabby. Naomi Osaka and, and Gabby as well. But I think her, her, you know, absence came down to some brain. I can't remember what it was, but it's like the – she was just off balance or whatever. And I know there was another story prior to that being what was issued, but I think, I think it's probably a mix of the two. But um, I think about Naomi more so because this is a, an elite level athlete that's probably been in the star, you know, been in the limelight for her entire life. And the amount of pressure that is put on her and, and people in general to meet or exceed or, or meet a certain expectation and that's it. You know, if, if that if you don't meet that, you know, you're nothing. So how do you kind of feel about that? Because I don't want to say I sense a little bit, but it's like you say it and it's like, yeah, I don't know. You know, I got to let that Nigerian kind of take root. But I don't necessarily know if that's the best thing, you know, for my child. Well, I mean, I, for me, it's it's actually a good thing, I, I think, because that's the the need to be top of the class is a very strong thing. It's going to help him build that confidence later on. Um, it's, it's a fine line to teeter to make sure that I, that it's not to a point where it becomes depression or becomes overwhelming. Um, and understanding why, why the E or why this, this level of the A when that time comes is important to overall status. Um, I have learned too. Like I got to learn this because I didn't have that until I got to high school that the A's were important. I, I ran a, a three nine or four point without thinking about it, but it was just there. But it came easy. Um, and then to college where it was like a three, and I was like, oh, this is different. Oh, um, so having that ability now to run that and do it at this age, understand the importance of the studying habits and building, it's going to be important. It's important, but you know, like you said, you have to watch that line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I say that because. Kids don't know what that line is, right? They 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 draw their line based on the messages that we give them or they receive from their all the environments around, right? So that is everything. To me, the most important thing is not that ease across the board, nothing less top of the class. It is so you're not happy with where you're at. What do you need to do in order to do this? So you talk about goal setting. You talk about realization mm-hmm. where you're at. You talk about goal setting early and helping them think through. Okay. I got an S on this math assignment, this science, this writing, whatever I did. So whatever the whatever the, the curriculum part of the portion is, 
why did think through why did I get that and what do I need to do if I want if I'm to get better what do I have to do not that I just have to get it a e what does that e even mean right because most kids at the age are just getting they said I gotta get A's I gotta be top of the class but what does it really mean the same thing I talk when we talk about teacher with curriculum right you're giving grades is the wrong thing because I'll get in trouble by a lot of educators if I say that grades that are earned. Mm-hmm. or lack or lack thereof um i'll put it that way right when you think about a grade um what is that what that grade mean did that student i had kids and the conversation goes off i had kids that were getting a's and b's in in the coursework and they bring on the report cards and midterms but when it comes to tests and not testing i'm not harping on testing but when they took a test the test was coming back that they were failing right if it, whether it be a standardized test, whether it be uh, end of the semester um, final for the course, they're failing. Why is that? Well, the level of instruction that you're providing is below the grade level and below where they're going to be assessed at. So they're never even seeing the level of instruction, the level of assessment that they're going to get at the end result, right? So they may be making an A on this stuff, but if I'm in fifth grade, I'd be made, maybe earning A's on stuff that's a third or fourth grade level. That doesn't mean I have an A in your class and an A at the fifth grade level. But I have an A on work that's really standards below my grade level, what I should be doing. I'm not even being exposed to the grade level, the rigor of the grade level that I should be. So when I we talk about all these things going on, for me, you guys need to focus on, okay, talk about goal setting. If he it, and having a conversation about getting grades is not a problem, whatever, but what does he need to do and what does that take? And then that that's your conversation in the afternoons and on a weekly basis. So you said this, you wanted to get E in, in ELA in reading. What did you do this week? What activities were you got working on? How did you make progress toward that? Those are the conversations that are going to stick with them. Then just earning an E and I got a grade and everybody's happy for me. What did that E even mean? What does that A mean versus that B? I'll take, and I told even my kid like that, I'll take a hard earned B or C over A where you just did and you don't remember nothing. But you you put in the work, you got some feedback, maybe wasn't delightful to, to what you want or what you want, what you expected, but you're gonna learn from it. It just you're being passed through with A's. Like, cause even like you said, high school came easy for you. Like a lot of that stuff that came, it came in, but how much did you really retain? How many did it really do impact you? Did you learn to think through it or you just did it to get a grade and moved on with life? It, I, it for, well, for, yeah, you're right. Because for me, my high school was focused on what I wanted to do in life, which is just business. So when I get to college and to go back to those sciences and everything else, I was like, oh, why do I need this? I got to relearn it all. But when it came to business law, accounting, you know, all that marketing, that was all simple and easy because that's what I was focused and tested on. But you're right. The standardized test brought in everything. And you're like, wait, we didn't spend time on this. We weren't doing the platform theory. We didn't care about that. We were doing accounting one-on-one. We were focusing on actually using money and making it work. So, it's Which is the most important, which is more important than learning Pythagorean theorem, man. Right. I'm totally honest, right? <laughs> Pythagorean theorem, that's just something you can, you, can you manipulate letters and move stuff around? Can you do the thought process? If I remember A squared plus B squared plus C squared, who cares? <laughs> and that's all from a guy who loves math. Who cares? Right. If you can't apply the thought process, but with it, it don't matter if you remember what the Pythagorean theorem or how you even say it. It don't matter. True. So the only thing I was gonna say is uh, that E, that S, and that I, Brett, um, you know, exceptional, successful, inconsistent, uh, right? Exactly. Uh, that's 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 you pretty. Get them early. <laughs> uh, but what I was going to say is the pressure to be the top of the class is cool as long as they're a balance where the pressure to be properly socialized in the class happens as well. Mm-hmm. Because you could be the top of the class, but don't know how to interact with the class. And it sounds like Namdi could be that, like, is what if if I'm hearing correctly, because he knows right. his stuff and he's very sociable. So I don't think if I'm the, if I'm his uh, teacher or whatever, I can use him. Like, 
as an example all the time, you know, and maybe I shouldn't because other kids might develop in the wrong ways, but it sounds like that's perfect for non graduates. Exactly but, but they have to challenge him too. If he's yes. if, again, if he's not being challenged, and again, things are gonna I know it's the beginning of the year, school year with academic piece, but but that's when you start to learn and you start to push kids to see what they can do. You want kids to, you don't want them to stay at their frustration level, but you need to push them to their frustration so you know how what they can handle and how much work they can handle, how much pressure right. they can handle. As the as the leader of that classroom, you're the person that that dictates what happens. Whether that person is going to be reading at a first grade, second, third grade level by the time they leave you, or is are they going to be status quo and everybody's going to leave here with the kindergarten mentality to just just make it in the first grade? And that's what's been dumbing. That's what's been dumbing down our, our schools for the longest. I don't know how else to say it. That teach to the center, teach to the, yeah, this is not, I can't even say grade level, but low grade level, just pass it on. That's, that's a whole nother end of the conversation. But a kid being bored in class and showing out, that's why you got these kids today that like, they're sitting in class with me, they're acting a fool because like, look, why, why do I need to be here? I have, I have so many stories of parents I've talked to over the last three weeks, month or so, the kids are like, can I just stay home and do virtual school? Because I, I got more out of that when I just do my own ass questions than being in a classroom with the people for the last go. And these are like middle school and high school students. Well, um, I, I think kids today are further along than we were because they realize what's going to be applicable and what's not. They know, yeah. Whereas we had no clue. We thought, oh man, I got to learn this. I got I to, okay. Now... <laughs> The, in, the internet and social media has changed all that. That's true. It's a different game, man. It, you're right. They'll, and they'll call you on the BS, too. They'll call you on it. And if you don't have something prepared, like, how is this going to help you? Not that you just need to learn. No, how, how are you really making this relevant to somebody's life? Right. That relevance key. Rigor and relevance right. of the two R's to work within education. So, BJ, before I wrap this and go to Art for his corner and Coach K to close us out, based on that. Me. Don't come to me to close us out. As a matter of fact, you need to go to Phase Off of <laughs> Corner and go to BJ to close us out yes. on this topic because <laughs> this is by far the most they had heard him talk on any episode uh, that we've ever had. So All we got to do is wrap the school piece into it, man. You know, I started out thinking it was going to be, a, you know, a daddy dude, father me, father me time. But, uh, yeah, we wrapped, that up. we wrapped that in real good. Um, so, yeah, BJ, I want you to put the keys together for us. So you can close us out real good based on that conversation, which, what we should be looking for as fathers, parents, as well as that, you know, um, the frame of mind we should be having going into the school year. And this account is our back to school episode as well. So, so Faison, I'm coming back you back to you. We got to get Arts Corner in here real quick, uh, then go to BJ to get us out of here. Yeah, the struggle is real and the struggle continues. Um, it's a it's an ongoing process. The many I think I told someone I spoke to someone about they're having a new baby now, and they're going through the phases of starting off. Not you. You already passed that. that <laughs> I started the same thing too. When you're having a baby, like it's all about phases. And as soon as you think you know what to expect, everything changes. And now it's the phase where you know the way you would engage, the way you would talk the way you would say, you know, take care of this or do this now or go grab this changes to now multiple or they're explaining why it's important to do this versus doing that now and understanding that that balance between that. So as you grow, as they grow as kids and they grow as students, you still have to grow as a parent and your growth mm -hmm. doesn't stop. And if you consistently stay at the level that you're in and you think, oh, well, this is what I expect is how it's going to be, um, you're going to be in complete shock. And um, life lessons that I'm learning is that you can't always compare or use what was used on you for your children. Because the, like the case said, things were different, thoughts are different, the way you do things is different. So 
you have to merge that process in. So um, ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help from your significant other, other um, as she looks at me. And also uh, ask for help from your, from your other cohorts who have been through Sephora, your other friends, family. Um, you probably can't go to mom and dad about it because they're going to say, oh, just do this and it'll be fine. So you got to look at people who are going through it currently and talk to them and see and then work together as a community. Let's make it happen. So community is real. Use your community to your advantage. Help support it because um, we're all going through it together. Five, four, three, seven, nine. It's all one, one long uh, community towards uh, success. And while you're supporting your community, make sure you support this 13th floor community. As Faison said it earlier, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Trying to get those 5,000 followers, subscribers up there. Uh, make sure you are following us on all social media platforms at 13th floor, please. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, at, tell a friend. And then tell a friend to tell a friend so we can get that going. Um, get, get the subscriptions up and you get your content from us each and every week. So, BJ. We in your world, man. Go ahead and close us out, sir. So this is one of those things where it can go many different ways, right? But I think the, the biggest thing is that um, it ties right into what Art was just saying about the community. Um, the conversation we were having at work today, um, roundtable discussion we had with some outside individuals um, about the CRT, um, critical race theory, what it is, what it isn't. Um, and how basically education systems are letting our kids down. Um, but the real CRT argument is nothing about the schools just being made that way as a decoy. Lead all that to say, one of the comments that was made, um, so a black male, um, that first of all, we have to recognize and give thanks to and all honor, kudos, everything to the black female because the black female has basically carried our communities um, for how you count the many years, we can do it. You think about elections this past year, you think about, um, think about in general, and I'm making a generality here and I know, but I'll, I'm gonna come back to it, that the lives, the educational well-being of students is mostly held by who? The mother, right? And a lot, and a lot of times. Nowadays, more fathers than ever, I, I believe are, are active in it, um, but that's my battle cry. That's what I need to leave with. Um, this goes for everybody, but to my men out there, um, whether you're together with, with mom or not, whatever, you still need to play a part of the community for their educational career. You need to play a part in their lives with everything that's going on. You need to be an advocate. One of the ladies said, what, and she was, it sounded like I didn't know if she was going, but when she gave the punchline, like, right. The whole, I, the whole thing I hear talking about, um, Black women coming out in public with bonnets, right? So the, the line was, what do you call a black mother standing in the school office with a bonnet? You call her an advocate. That mother is doing what she knows how to do. It doesn't, she don't care what she looks like. She's not worried about her hair at that point in time. She's not worried about all those things. So when you get a mother with a bonnet that comes into your front office, you treat her with the same respect because she's advocating for her kid the best way she knows how to. Gentlemen, you have to be involved in these things and we have to do it from a community standpoint. You need to know what that school's mission and vision is, what their goals are, how your teachers are playing into that, what curriculum they're using. Again, this goes a whole bunch of research and sometimes I know work may get in the way of being present at PTA meetings or being on the advisory committees, whatever. But if you have the opportunity just to be a fly on the wall, even not a participant, you need to go here and then ask questions. What are they spending money on? How are they funding things? Um, what supply, when they, they talk about teachers, teachers doing this, teachers doing that, they're talking about what the school board is gonna vote. They're talking about mass mandate. Whatever's going on in that school, you need to have your ear to the ground and understand what's going on and how you can exert your influence there and let them know that you are around and you do care. Um, and I and again, I say that with a grain of salt because I know what, what somebody, the vision of what you care may be different. Your version may be, I work third shift, I get home in the morning when they go to school. So my job is to get them out to school, get them home, and I'm going home and go to bed. That is your contribution to the education career, but it can't just stop there. You need to ask questions. You need to reach out to those that are part of the schools. If you don't have somebody you can trust at the school, 
what advocate, what part of the PTA can you can you lean on? Who can you talk to that's gonna give you feed you the information? All that to say, really, we talk about community. We have to lean on each other. When this when the topic came up, I said we talk about fatherhood. We haven't really gone in a while. It really came down to thinking about like, look, we check on each other about health lately. That's been the biggest thing. What's going on health wise, right? We check in what about about birthdays and goal setting and business and things like that. But I made the comment last week, I think, and it hit me after we got off with Art. Um, yeah, when he jumped on the live, that Namdi and I think your nephew or somebody else was in the background. I'm like, and I realized like I spent time with Ashley, right? Ashley's been down here. When they come down here, we do it. I have never spent time yet face to face with the Arch Boys. Brett, we saw Nia the two times we came to that. I think we saw Nia like one at a time, whatever. But Kellen, I've only seen the interaction with him on thing. Like, I don't know. I take pride in knowing y'all kids. Like seeing everybody else's kids thrive. Like when Art, like when we get there in a couple of weeks to see Asher, I got something for him for being in kindergarten. Like, look, I got something for Nam for being in kindergarten. Like, I love doing that type of stuff because I want to be that person that's like, look, I'm a cheerleader from the side. I don't care if they know me or not, somebody has your back. Right. And we we take each other as a community. That has to go a lot further than so again if it, it's about school if it's about sports if it's about whatever case may be we just have to be involved as best we can and then go a little bit further we have to be that voice we have to come out and just push a little harder to be like you know what i'm gonna be here as much as i can i'm gonna i'm gonna email i'm gonna call and check in and check up or if that teacher is not reading um if that teacher not responding you guys believe email follow up face-to-face to show up there, and that goes for anybody. That's your right as, your, as the parent to that child to understand what's going on, right? So all these things going on, um, look, we are leaning on each other to make this happen because our babies are struggling. Our babies, and our babies are falling behind. In general, our babies are falling behind. Like, you talk about all these things that are going on, all the things that are happening are basically keeping our kids from the next level. We're gonna push we know what to do. We have a thing, but in general, as a community, we we've got to make some change, and we got to be able to reach out there. All right, so that's a, that's all I got, man. I'm done. Mic drop. <laughs> hey, man, drop the mic on a BJ. That's probably one of the longest, best closings we had here on the 13th floor, ladies and gentlemen. We are done here. Uh, appreciate y'all for listening here with us on the 13th floor, where the furniture isn't always the best. <laughs> in case the views and the popcorn and the you. Hey, 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 hey,